0: Welcome to the work of warriors, a podcast dedicated to bringing mental wellness to the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Kim Ravage. This podcast is dedicated to the artists we've lost to mental health, addiction and suicide and to those who are still suffering in silence. Hello, everybody. Today's guest is Henry Amar, a human behavior expert, impact leader, internationally renowned speaker, and a creator of movements that positively influence the masses by merging pop culture and empowerment. He is a coach and consultant working with high profile personalities, helping them in their personal lives and empowering them to have an even greater, more positive influence on those that they serve. I'm so excited to introduce you, Henry Amar. Hello. Hi, Henry. How's it going? Good. How are you?
1: Good. 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 Thank you. Thank you for for
0: taking the time out of your schedule to be here. I know you're very busy. Your first Instagram post, I was like, who is this person? And I'm very much in alignment with your work. And I don't think you have ever, ever, ever posted or shared anything that I wasn't like. Yes, yes, all the yeses.
1: Oh, so,
0: first of all, thank you for your work. You are—I know a lot of people describe you this way, but you are such a light. Oh, you, you bring so much positivity, and you're so encouraging, and you are humble. And I—I I know how busy you are. I'm curious with all that you have going on. Your resume and CV are quite impressive. Um, how do you stay so humble?
1: Oh man, thank you for thank you for that. Um, well, well, thanks for having me, and thank you for your kindness. You've always been extremely kind every time you've enter, ever interacted with me on social media at all, so I really appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, humility, I, I, I think there's a difference between, you know, I talk a lot about fear-based versus love-based living, and I think arrogance is fear-based, confidence is love-based. I'm not here to puff myself up. I'm here because I'm on an errand. To me it's from God and and whatever people believe it is totally fine. But I just want to love people. I just wanna I know that I know where I've come from too. You know, like I've come from uh nothing almost, you know, like I've had great things in my life and I've had nothing and everything at the same time. Right. You have uh even though family wasn't super functional completely growing up, but we still had people that did their best, you know, and my I had um so I'm just really grateful. And I think the thing is, is I know where I started. I know the fear that I used to live in, the bondage I used to live in, the, the insecurity, the, all the things that I used to live in. And I think when you wrestle with a lot of things in life, like genuinely wrestle, um, I heard this quote the other day, my friend told me, he said that the hero and the villain both experience pain, except the villain wants people to experience the pain they felt. And the hero never wants people to experience the pain they felt. Wow, and I love just, that. for me, it's just been one of those things where, man, I've been through some stuff, you know? Um, and I think life is extremely sacred to me. And I, I, um, I'm the guy that my wife will tell you, we'll just start crying in a room. And just because I look and I see how many people are suffering or struggling in the world, and I'm like, I just want to do more. And I know I can do more, which is why I keep pushing myself to do more. Um, I I just, I think it's a combination of a long answer to your short question. It's a combination of, to me, um, remembering just how grateful I am to be where I'm at, because I wasn't here at one point. The second thing is this is, you know, I, I want to be, I want to live a love-based life. I want to just love people. I want to love You know, if I judge other people, I judge, it's how I judge myself. I've learned to be much kinder to myself and therefore kinder to other people. doesn't mean I don't have boundaries, right? Like I did a whole TED talk on boundaries. Um, and then the third thing is like, this is just my calling, you know, and I'm just really grateful to be here. And life is sacred, man. Like life is, is too short to, to walk around with that energy in my body i don't i don't need to be better than anybody and um of course you have a competitive nature like that i'm a masculine male right like it's a competitive nature i'm like let's go what are we gonna do but it's more just you know um tony robbins said uh the word c- competitions is conspire like you push each other to be better that's really the main goal of it all but overall, man, I, I'm just really honored and grateful to to serve and to do what I do. And I don't. It's not like I don't have my moments, um, but I I know that it can all be taken away tomorrow. You know, and I know that life is extremely sacred. I've lost too many people close to me, um, that you have no idea. Like one day they're there, and the next day they're not, and you're just like, wow, life is like sacred, man. And I don't have time to walk around with that energy inside of me. And if if it is inside of me, I through trauma or belief systems or stuff like that. I just go through my process and just work through it. So I don't I don't want to live in that energy in my life, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. And I want to tell you that just even when you started, when you started with fear based living as opposed to love based living, I literally and this is a lot of work that I do, right? But I literally felt my nervous system just relax. Mm. Like just by hearing you say that, I just felt like, oh, you just feel safe, right? And Yeah. Whew, like just a relaxation in the body. Um, so thank you for that. And, um, okay. So how do you, I, you know, I see your schedule and you're ramping up and you're very busy. First of all, I love that you can name, like I'm a masculine male, but also uh, you walk into a room and you are so attuned to your heart Mm -hmm. and to your mission. And so I just appreciate that. And I think more men in the world need permission to be whole and mm-hmm. to be whole people and to acknowledge that they have all the same emotions as everyone yep. else. Mm. They're just not given permission to express them or talk about them. And so thank you for yeah, giving you. men that permission.
1: You know, that's that's a whole, um, we could go down that rabbit hole. I love it. My wife and Let's I, we, we, we talk about, you know, masculine and feminine. Actually, it's funny. We actually... December of last year, we were sitting there and just prayerfully thinking through life and stuff. And she does the Queen Collective. It's the Queen Collective of the K. And and she's doing stuff to help women heal trauma and step into their feminine leadership and stuff. And, you know, we were talking about polarity in relationships. And we both, one of the belief systems is that we know that we've, you know, we've experienced is everybody has masculine and feminine traits. It's just the integration of them that makes you powerful. It's like I – my core energy is masculine. And if I want to step into, like you said, the intuitive part of me or any other parts of me that are – that may be more, quote, unquote, feminine traits, you know, it is it, it's, it is a superpower to have flexibility in how you show up and yeah. to have the freedom to be everything that you are. And, you know, um, I – and I think there's a stigma, right? Like, Oh, if I'm this way, like I am not attracted to men at all, like in that way, I'm not, you know, I love everybody, no matter what they believe or who they are. Like, you know, that's not saying my best friend who's gay has anything. It's just, that's just not, I'm not attracted to men. And I could still tune into the feminine inside of me. Right. And my wife is core at her, uh, you know, feminine core yet. She works with, Billion dollar companies and and things like that. So she has to go in and be like, do get done, boom, boom, boom. But in our relationship is where we can get back into it because there's core energy and there's leading energy. And what energy am I leading with at the time? And if you can be flexible in the room and know what's needed, that's you know in NLP they say the most influential person in the room is the most flexible mm. and. Not that I need to be the most influential, but if I want to go and do good, good in the room and if I want to go and just be like, okay, how do I influence this room to elevate the frequency in whatever room I step into, I can't go in so rigid. I need to go in with flexibility, with realizing what is really needed here. Sometimes someone doesn't need me to just go fix something. You know, sometimes it's like, I'm going to sit here and listen with compassion and, and just be here. And being is a feminine trait as opposed to doing, which is a masculine trait. Let me go out and kill the lion and get things done versus like just being. And it's fascinating. So the integration between the masculine and feminine within ourselves is massive. We actually have masculineandfeminine.com, which is we're going to be releasing a ton of relational stuff and a lot of really cool stuff around, um, around things. So it's, it's going to be fun.
0: I love just the integration piece and that you're opening up more dialogue, you know, even as someone who is both spiritual and integrated and willing, you know, just open and accepting and loving. And so I'm just, I'm so appreciative.
1: Oh, thank thank you, you for that. Thank you. Um,
0: I want to ask you, because yeah. you are so busy and you are so passionate and you and your wife both are doing such good work, For the work of warriors just identifies people as Someone who both has come out of the darkness, wants to use their experience, like you said, as the hero to make sure other people don't have to suffer, but they take care of themselves first. Like I, I see the word warrior all over the place, and a lot of times I think it's like, oh, because you're, you're fighting so hard, right? And I'm always the one saying, no, fight for yourself first so that we don't lose you. Right, and we are so conditioned to take care of everybody else and do all these things that we leave ourselves behind. Mm. we get burned out, you know we're not paying attention to our own trauma. How do you go out into the world in so many different um you know venues, avenues, platforms and take care of yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, this week's a good example. Um, I, I went really hard the last, this summer has been amazing and busy and traveling a ton. And then last week we had a ton of stuff going on and, uh, Monday I I felt my body, I was exhausted. You know, um, I, you know, I, I got sort of sick on Monday and I decided I canceled everything. I was supposed to be out of state. My wife is so supportive, you know, she's in another state right now. And she was like, dude, sit back, take care of yourself. And I literally canceled things for two days. And I just sat, I did some work from bed and just did, I you know, ate healthy and, and did the things, but I, I usually work out really hard. I usually do those like things, but I took a, a step back and said, what is my body telling me? Because the reality is, you know, um, my wife and I were people first, you know, like I, we're not machines. And if I honor my body and I honor my spirit and I honor my emotions and I honor my mentality, then they'll honor me back, right? Like in a sense of they'll, they'll be the best vehicle for me to go out and do things. And then yesterday, I felt, I mean, I felt fine. Uh, yesterday I went to a meeting, feel, feel great today. You probably could hear like a little bit of like nasally tone from me, but I feel great. And I realized my body's gonna tell me, you know, and I've, it, there's a quote that says, if you don't um, listen to your body when it's telling you to slow down, it'll it'll force you to listen.
0: Absolutely. And
1: and i i get it i'm extremely busy like i i love being productive i love it so much um not at the expense of what's important to me and i think when you when i recognize what's important um i have to keep important things important and if i feel like i need to neglect my body or my spirit or my emotions to go do something i need to check my belief system because my my value system is out of whack so for me it's like if i i will never never ignore my wife for something if she's in if she needs me i will never ignore what i'm feeling granted i'm not saying I, I i'm letting my emotions run the show it's like no i'm stepping into leadership i'm honoring what i'm feeling i'm honoring my body okay can i do can i work through this but i i get really inquisitive but what's important you know like what am i going to look back at life I, and, you know, one of the guys in my inner circle yesterday um, brought up a, a cool metaphor. I don't know who said it, but he said, it's the it's the glass ball and the rubber ball. And he said, we're always juggling these balls and we think they're all glass balls, but if we drop them, we'll realize that 90% of them are rubber and they'll just bounce right back. And some only some of them will break. And so I asked myself, what are the most important things I need to do this week? I listed them. I still did my morning routines, still did my stuff. And I just got done what I needed to get done and everything else can just chill while my body recovers, you know? So I, I, am probably one of the busiest people I know. And at the same time, like if you can't love yourself, then how can you optimize your output into the world? You know, it's like, I can't, this is my car. Yeah. My car runs really travels a lot, but if I'm not taking care of the engine, then I'm going to break down on the side of the road. And then that just screws everything else up.
0: Right. I always say the world needs your gifts, but not at the cost of your soul.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Yeah. So, so you asked get, me a good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I watch, you know, I'm watching you and I, we're chatting and I see how busy you are. And so I'm always the person who is like in the background, just always wondering, are they okay? <laughs> like, what are they yeah. doing to take care of themselves first? Mm-hmm. Because I see You know, I, you know, I work primarily with artists and entertainers and entrepreneurs. So they give and give and give and give and often have greater limits, you know, than they even realize. And so my passion, my concern is always that people don't lose themselves in the face of either success, changing the world, making an impact.
1: 100%.
0: And you're, you're, you just said it perfectly, you know, um, what's important at the end of the day. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you because you've had so much success with business, the music industry, entrepreneurship, coaching, you know, international speaking. You have a Ted talk. What would you have if you lost all of that tomorrow?
1: I'd have my family. I'd have my relationship with God. I'd have my soul. I would have my. I could look at myself in the mirror and say, I did, I'm, i doing everything I possibly can to do good in the world. Like that's more important to me. It's funny. I was in LA. My uncle um, is unfortunately on his last, um, last little bit. Mm. And um, we we're sitting there and um, we we're having a conversation and he's on, he's on, a, on his bed, you know, and, um, and all of a sudden he like pauses. And he looks at all of a sudden, this is not like him typically. And he looks at us, he goes, what do you think I'm thinking about right now? He goes, a man on his last days, what do you think I'm thinking about? Do you think I'm thinking about the successes I had or this? He goes, I'm not. He goes, the things I was chasing so much that I was worried about when I was younger and the money in this. He goes, because honestly, it's my relationships. It's what did I do in this world. It's the legacy I left behind. Is, was I a good person? And he's just like sharing his soul to us as, as he sits there on his last days. He's like, I am the person you want to ask. Because I am literally sitting on my deathbed looking back at my life. And what do you think I'm really thinking about? And the same thing happened with my mom. Like my mom passed away of cancer. And I remember when she was going through the battle, seeing someone you love more than anything. um, And just seeing her go down to 70 pounds and seeing her struggle so much. And as you're sitting in the hospital, I would stay there morning to night sometimes with her. And I remember I just asking myself, like, man, like, I hope it's I hope it's like 100 years from now and technology's so good I don't like don't suffer that way but whatever happens happens I guess but I said one day it's going to be me and what am I going to really want to say? What am I going to want to say I did with my life? What am I going to say what like what am I here for? Like you ask all the questions. And man, I'll tell you it's what 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 do you want to say? That's the question, right? And for me it was, it's pretty simple. I just want to use all my gifts and my talents to just give back and love and make sure I love the freaking heck out of my family and um, just be the best man that I could possibly be and just help this world, whatever way I can, you know, it's like, what are the things that I look back at? And remember now I have this, well, I don't have it anymore. I had this box until I moved into this place and it was next to my desk. And it was all these certificates and awards and all these things that at one point were so important to me, whether it was the Grammy certificate or graduating from college, top of my class, or, you know, all the trainings, NLP or blah, 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 like all these different things. And I mean, I had stacks and I remember, you know, there was this one award I really wanted when I was younger and I worked so hard to get it and then I got it. And then where is it? It's It's a little certificate. I think nobody ever, I haven't talked, I've talked about it twice, you know, and it's like, but at that moment, it's the coolest thing. And then you get it and you put it in a box. What's next? What's next? And we chase this thing. It's like, what is really important to you? I don't know who said this quote, but I love it. He says, he says, the world is going to try to grab you by the hand and pull you and say, no, hey, come over here. This is important. And grab you by the hand and say, this is important. No, this is important. And pulling you here and there. He said, it's your job to pull your hand back, put it over your heart, listen and say, no, this is important. And to me, if I could live intentionally every day and off of autopilot, because I want to live, man, I want to live, I want to juice the freaking heck out of this life, and um, and and so that's kind of um, the reality for me. And when my mom passed away, I was holding her hand when she did, and I remember looking at her, and I knew at that moment I had to make a decision. And life was like, well. And all the emotions are there. You're sad. You're mad. You're angry. You're grateful. She's not suffering. You're ha- all the things. And I took a break. I took. I call it the sacred pause. And I just paused. I took a deep breath, and I said, "The decision that I make in this moment is going to affect the rest of my life." And I looked at my mom, and I said these words out loud. I said, "Mom, I will honor your life with how I live mine." And so it's helped me live my life a little bit more intentional. Um, And I just want to live intentionally. And so you can't live intentionally if the world is determining what's important to you.
0: You got me there. (laughs) Yeah. That's so beautiful.
1: And you know, I'll I'll say this thought that comes to my mind since a lot of artists are on this, this, this podcast, you know, I'm an artist and I work with a ton of artists and um, I'll tell you this. Artists are hypersensitive and it's the greatest gift and can be a major, feel like a downfall because artists don't feel negative 100, positive 100. They feel negative 1,000, positive 1,000, right? I call it the God heart because the capacity to feel is so deep that you could love so deep and love is the most powerful force on earth. So the very fact that as an artist, we can learn to love, it's very hard to love because we're Extremely critical of ourselves and, and the work that we do and everything because we, we interpret for the rest of the world and you feel the world so much differently, right? Um, but it, it, it's, it's the fire hose metaphor. It's like if I brought a fire hose to your room and I put it on blast, it's like, Psh! it feels like it's ruining other people. It's ruining things. It's, it's hurting yourself. It's not getting things done. But what happens to the fire hose when you learn to navigate it? you save lives, you put out fires, you heal, right? You do things that, that not the garden hose couldn't do. And sometimes we're wondering like, why do I need to have this fire hose? It's so big, but I would much rather have a fire hose than a garden hose. Cause it's like, I've learned in my life. This is why I'm obsessed with this work is because I've had to learn how to master my own emotions. But the second I learned how to navigate that fire hose, man, it is one of the most beautiful things in the world. And artists are some of the most beautiful people in the world that feel so deeply and feel so emotional and feel all these things. And it is such a gift. And if you're listening and you're an artist, you're such a gift to this world. And I really hope you know that. Um, Like on, on such a deeper level than you'll ever comprehend, because we need more heart. In this world, we need more depth. We need more love in this world. We need more of that. And so sometimes those feelings, especially as kids, we take on so much and we bring it up to our, our adulthood and we feel all these extra emotions that we don't normally feel. And we've suppressed and repressed emotions because it feels so big. But there are ways to actually go through and heal those things. So I just encourage every artist to know that you are actually beautiful and there's nothing wrong with you and there is your body if you're if you're constantly activated or feeling depressed or anxious it's your body's just doing its part to try to keep you safe or connected and um i talk a ton about that on, on my stuff so we i mean it'll probably take a long time to talk about it here but your body is literally just doing its part because sometimes we reach a state of overwhelm so we stuff these emotions down and they're living inside of our body so instead of like being there it's like how can i learn to process these and It is one of the most beautiful things you'll ever do, and it is possible. It is 100% possible. So if you're an artist and you're listening, man, God bless you and thank you for being who you are, and um, you are an absolute treasure to this world, for sure.
0: Amen. You know, I'm thinking of the artist Hardy. I don't know if you heard, but he was public about getting care for anxiety due to Ooh. a near-death accident he had last year, wow. you know, and I posted like, it's easy for the rest of the world to think, oh, he, now he has mental health issues. It's like he has a human issue. He had a terrifying event that his body was hijacked, his nervous system was hijacked in the middle of that accident. right, And it's still stuck. And so his nervous system is getting triggered and he just needs help and tools to learn how to regulate his nervous system, maintain that fire hose, right? Um, Also, but it's a a similar metaphor, but it's like, that's a human issue. That's something Hmm. where we all have a nervous system. And depending on our experiences, so many people are walking around, I think, either asleep because, you know, they're just dormant because they have so many experiences that they're too afraid to feel or they're hijacked right? <laughs> and they're activated and they don't know that. And when, when it starts coming out sideways, they think there's something wrong with them or why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? Um, nothing. You're human.
1: 100%. So do you want to say
0: a little more about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this. I've been doing this work obsessively for 26 years and I had a major breakthrough this summer you know what i mean so like yeah the, the cool thing is the work keeps going and the the new level new devil right like yeah. you're always going to have room to grow and yeah. and i think it's just a matter of how do you learn to navigate your emotions how do you learn to have emotions but don't let them have you how do you learn to be with your emotions and not in your emotions how do you learn to be you know there's all these beautiful teachers teaching these beautiful things out there and so just just learning about you know, the art of your body, right? If be, it really is an art and you, you can learn to navigate that. And so, um, man, there's so much we could talk about the nervous system and, and, you know, overwhelming life experiences and what they actually do to you. I'll just, I'll just keep it simple. I just say like, be, be, First of all, I'll start here. Give yourself so much grace and compassion, no matter where you are. It's it is the number one factor. You people say the truth will set you free. And and one of the things I say often is you most people tell themselves enough truth to be uncomfortable, but not enough truth to be free. Because you have not let yourself have a safe enough place to tell yourself the truth without beating yourself up. So If we can just lovingly say, oh, my body's just doing its part to keep me connected or safe, or this is my belief system, this is what happened, and this is a reaction, there's a level of freedom that comes when you're like, love and truth is what sets me free. Love is the healer. Love is the transformer. Love is the thing that will happen. And it's not this cliche word of love. It's like, no, man, like if Mastin Kipps gave a really cool story where one day he said there was three women in a grocery store. And this one kid is like, you know, activated and screaming and, and just upset. And the one mom is like, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. What are you doing? The bubble, And then just goes off on him and just puts him down. Right. So they say you should all over them. Right. And then the second one, she um, is kind of avoidant. So she grabs him and like goes away and like runs to the corner. And then decides to leave, doesn't get anything done that she needs to get done. The third mom goes down to the level of the child, looks the child in the eyes and says, my son or my daughter i'm here i got you you're safe what is it that you need and a lot of times we don't we we need to become that loving leader we've always wanted growing up for ourselves because that's what our bodies always needed but when you reject yourself you're doing the very thing to yourself that caused those emotions to stay in your body in the first place cuz what we're looking for is acceptance and love and and you know reception so Give yourself grace. Give yourself a a safe space to like have compassion on yourself. Gabor Mate calls it compassionate curiosity. You know, I call it loving self-awareness. And be radically self-aware and be radically loving with yourself. And that's the beauty of it. And you don't need to go faster than you need to. Like it's direction, not speed. You cannot force a flower to open. You have to just nurture it, put it in the right environment, take out the weeds and just nurture the freaking hell out of it. And when I say the hell out of it, literally just get all that other stuff out of it. But you nurture it. You love it. You put light into something to get darkness out, not by putting more darkness or kicking yourself while you're down.
0: Right. You cannot condemn yourself into positive change. It does mm-hmm. not work. I tried it for years. Yeah. <laughs> just skip over that. It doesn't work. And stay kind, curious, and compassionate. That's what leads to transformation. Amen to that.
1: Amen yeah. to that. Yeah, for sure. So
0: I have another question for you. Yeah. I just, I feel your integrity. I feel your humility. And I just, I feel your love and your light so genuinely. And I just think it would be really helpful if you could speak a little bit to how do you stay true to yourself? How do you avoid betraying yourself in an industry that can often be toxic? Where other people, you know, the more success you get, the more people get opinions and ideas and control over your life. All the time. How are you navigating that in a healthy way? I think that would be really helpful for our listeners.
1: Yeah. I mean, so my nickname used to be passive. I I didn't have, I betrayed myself all the time, right? I used to live in so much fear that I wanted everybody to like me and be a people pleaser. And, you know, and I just, yeah, cool. And my, they'd be like, hey, passive, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know, what do you think? Like, it was just like, when I had these friends that would make fun of me because of it. They're like, dude, speak up. And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm good. We can do whatever. But It felt so caging on the inside. And finally, I realized there was a difference between being passive aggressive. That's all fear-based communication versus assertive. I could say what I feel and let people say what they, what they need, right? And I get to decide. And I had to learn boundaries. I had to learn all that stuff. I remember I was in a boy band back in the day and I remember sitting in the studio and we were in a studio with a major producer, like major, 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 major producer. Um, I will not say anybody's name, but we were in a major producer. Like, you know, the people he's worked with, everyone would know. And we're sitting there and I remember there's a song by pink called eventually. And she says, um, surrounded by familiar faces with no names None of them know me or want to share my pain. They only wish to bask in my light, then fade away. And I was like, wow. I don't, who are my people? Like who, I just, I was in a crowded place with, at the time we were like, the group everybody said was coming up. And I was like, but how many of these people would ride or die with me? Who's in my inner circle? And it was it was it was such a weird moment because I was surrounded by so many people, but I still felt alone. And it was a moment in my life where I said, "Man, I got I need to discover and figure out what what are my values and and who are my people." Um, and in an industry, you know, for me, and then you know, I, I've betrayed myself too much in my life to know where that goes, and it's no fun. It's 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 caging, and it's not what I was here to do. And, um, and so integrity for me is, is so important. Uh, That's, you know, that's just a moral thing for me. It's, it's, my word is extremely important, you know, as, as, you know, as you may have experienced, I told you I was going to do this podcast. I was like, we will make it happen in some way or another. And I'm not perfect at it because my life is busy and sometimes things fall through the cracks, not because of my own, like, oh, I'm disregarding it. But the reality is I, I do my best to honor my word because that's, it's, it's, what else do I have? You know? um, And it's just a moral compass that I have is, is just staying true. Everybody has their opinions. Everybody has their opinions, you know? um, And of course the, the more in the public eye you, you are, the more people tell you what they think you should be doing. Um, I think I've wrestled in the mud enough. And I think when you, it's like the tree metaphor. When, when, when the winds start to blow you, your roots can go deeper and connect to what is true to, you know, to, to the nurturing aspects of the world. And I just have elements in my life that are grounding, you know, like for me, this is just my thing. It's like, whatever it is for anybody else, but God is always number one for me. It's like, I have my spirituality that I value extremely. It is the first and last thing I do in my, my day. And I, and to me, that is that presence is love, right? So when I'm when I'm out of the alignment of love, I'm out of the alignment of what's important to me, um, and and I, I get out of alignment. It's like the plane; you have to just keep on like bringing yourself <laughs> back. Um, but I do my best to be on as much as I can um, without betraying myself, because love it doesn't just mean what you do for other people. Love is actually yourself.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for saying that.
1: That's so you know, important. Like. And it's funny, I, if you, you know, for, you know, I, I'm a Jesus guy. And so in the Christian faith, it's like when they asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, it's love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors as yourself. Yet sometimes we're like, just go serve, just go give. And a lot of givers, probably on this podcast listening are terrible receivers,
0: well, and I think yeah. it's it's twofold. It's it's the givers, like we're conditioned to give and give and serve. And so we want, we desire to make a difference. We desire to be good people. You know, even if we're not Christians, most people just want to be good people.
1: 100%. Yeah. And
0: so, but then you also have an industry that doesn't help you find those boundaries and can just over, you know, over demand, if you yeah. will. It, and it's, so the,
1: it's so complex. It's, it's hard, man, because there is... It, If there's any coaches listening at all or anybody, you know, can maybe have experienced this, it's like, this is what I do for a living. Yet I want to give it all away. Yet at the same time, I have a family and I have a business I run, I have employees that I I I feed, you know, and their families, and they just had another kid, you know. So like there's a whole a whole thing to it, and you just wanna give and give and give. And I think it's important just to understand that like I used to always be there's an energy exchange, right? There really is, like in whatever you do. And so um, this may not go along with the integrity part, but if there really is something to where I think as humans, just being able to pitch and catch love, pitch and catch different things. Um, And so when it comes to like, man, I have like four different thoughts in my head because we can go the, the monetary direction, which is like sometimes people just have a hard time you know, artists, right? Let's just use an artist as an example. It's like, oh, you're just painting something. It's like, no, that's your livelihood. That is your craft. You know, singers, can you come sing for free here? Sure. Sometimes you can. At the same time, like you need to feed your family, right? So yeah. understanding the structure and elements of like, I am a I love to give so much. Like I I I'm a I'm very much that. And at the same time. I recognize that the greater structure I have and the greater um, impact I could make is is really building uh, an infrastructure of business as well, right? And, and the more income I could receive through these different ventures, the more I could scale up the good I'm doing and get it back out to the world, right? And so- Sure being an starting as an artist and not having any structure and being like, I'm just going to go and people like, Hey, can you come speak here? And can you come do this? And Hey, will you help me with this? It's like, yes, 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 yes. And I found myself literally morning till night just helping everybody and being completely broke and not, and like literally eating beans out of a can. I'm like, Whoa, hold on a second. Like I'm, I need to learn to love this guy too and figure out what is the balance or is there a balance? And I would ask these questions, and so I realized I, I can serve so many more people now and I could do different things and I go speak, you know, for free here and there. And I, I go and, um, I help people like every day. I'm there's somebody I'm talking to, to help. Right. It, it's just, there's an understanding of like, how does that work? Cause some people are, you know, it, it's, uh, well, oh man, those, those, you know, you should be just helping everybody with that. It's like, this is your craft. This is what you spent. I spent over six figures on learning everything that I know so I could help people in the way that I need to help them and Someone that plays basketball you know or or that sings or that is a entrepreneur that is working their tail off just to keep the lights on um It's like it's good to do good, and building your infrastructure, building a foundation on which you could stand will help you do more good.
0: mm-hmm. Well, I relate to that so much Henry because you know, when you said a while back you said, you know, I've been doing this for 26 years and I just had a breakthrough last summer or this summer and it does it it evolves but that, you know, I was a therapist and I had a successful practice and I found myself completely burned out because of that giving, overextending, I want to help everyone. Then COVID hit and I found myself in the darkest place I'd ever been in.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I had it was it was a life or death situation yeah and as i chose life i had to build a structure that allowed me to leave the traditional model of mental health which focuses on negative and the illness and you know a lot of that but and build you know a wellness coaching you know model that not only saved my life but is holistic empowering but also allows me <laughs> to have my non-negotiables allows yeah. me to be with my family allows me to prioritize my relationships and my own mental health because I lost it for a minute yeah <laughs> and we can't serve from that place it's and hard. so you know when i hear people say like well does anybody know of a a plumber that doesn't charge too much or an electrician that doesn't charge too much and you know i just try to think like i just like say a little like you know a little pause and just i hope you step into your light because it's just a lack of understanding of what anyone who's trying to create anything is trying to do, which is to make the world a better place while they also feed their family. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and and that's you know that's one thing that I had to shift. I grew up, you know, very my we had two hundred dollars, right? Like mm-hmm. we all lived in it was like, you know, yeah, I grew the, up in a mobile. <laughs> a, I
0: lived in a mobile home. I was a trailer yeah. at the end of
1: the dirt road, literally. Yeah, so you get it, and it's like. My mentality was so much different then. Of there's not enough, there's barely yeah, scarcity, barely enough. But it's like I will tell you, look, and we hear this all the time on social media. Have an abundant mentality. Have an abundant mentality. I will tell you this. There, really, and this is it's funny. I, people have said this, and I've heard it, and it's gone over my head. But one thing I'm stepping into more of now is like how. The, the, the only question is how can I create so much value. That can help me bring in abundance. And, and if I think that there's not enough in the world, then I, it's like, it's a constraining thing. When in reality, like that plumber, if, you know, if I go in and I just literally know that that is say it's a male goes back home to a family to, to, to be there. And he's working his butt off, working with people's stuff right all day every day just to just to put food on the table versus seeing them and this is goes back to our first question instead of seeing the server as a server or the plumber as a plumber that plumber may be a father or that the person at Walmart when you walk in that greets you and you're like, hey, oh, man, that person's just an older person. It's like, no, they're looking for connection maybe. That's a human being that wants to be loved that's trying to put, survive and put food on the table. And if we could just love each other and treat each other in that space, including yourself, right? You may not have the funds and be like, I'm going to hire the greatest plumber in the world, right? Like there are some people that try to offer me services and like, I'll do it for this much. So I'm like out of my budget for now or I don't want to pay that much for it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a different energy than oh my gosh, like I don't know if I'm ever going to have enough. It's like, man, when you can just regardless of whether you hire them or not, we can just look at everybody as like delighting and serving people and adding value to people. The value you add to people is the, the is the money that comes back to you. Impact creates income, right? Like and so if you can go and just ask yourself this instead of thinking Oh, focusing on the money portion when it comes to that, it's like what in your in your task, are you task driven or are you people driven? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when we're when we serve the freaking crap out of people, and when we go and we can show up and remember that literally money is a piece of paper that just says, Here, this is what I believe the value is of what this is. And it's just a piece of paper versus like it's just like a a thing to say okay well i think this thing was worth 15 bucks or whatever because it helps me my computer plug in something i'm like okay i believe the value was necessary or i can go online and get a cheaper one right that's not from apple but it's maybe i've gotten one of those and it broke down so what's the value right people will pay for value and so I went off to to people that are now adding value or, or going as entrepreneurs or other other things, but it's like, let's value the person first. And if someone charges a lot, then that's that may not be at the tier for you now. But it's like, please open your heart to the mentality that there is more than enough for you. Trust me, I came my. Belief system used to be you have to work really hard to barely get by because my father worked from four thirty in the morning till eight o'clock at night. I would see how tired he was, it was very hard labor, and I was like, man, and now I'm realizing, man, like there is enough, and there's moments, trust me where I don't feel like I have enough, but I know that that fear base <laughs> is gonna help me land just enough versus like me sitting down and surrounding myself with the proper tools to say, how can I get myself to a place where I don't have to worry about saying, Oh, that's $25 more. Cause I, I was, I would like, I mean, I'm a male, my wife laughs cause I like coupons and stuff like that. And she's like, dude, it's like you spent five minutes on coupons. It's more of like a thing for me, but um, where I don't, I can go and pay somebody an extra tip that showed up the Uber driver, an extra chip, because I know that he's driving or she's driving because she's sitting here trying to make a a living, you know? And so I don't know. I just went off on a random rant. Um, I think
0: it's all relevant
1: yeah. because I, I,
0: for me, it ties back to when you, when you love yourself and you believe that you bring value to the world, you can see all the people who bring value to the world. Mm -hmm. But if you don't believe in yourself and you're not loving yourself and you're skipping yourself to go serve, to go perform, to go build, to go do whatever, you just can't experience all the goodness that so many people are doing.
1: Yeah, totally. And there's some people that start with yourself. Yeah. And you could, but if you come from a space of regulation and a space of clarity, you could say, is that worth the amount they're charging? Yeah. And if it's a no, then it's a no. Or am I at that place where I could afford that right now? Maybe it's a no. You know, you know. for me, I there's someone who came up to me yesterday and said, um, so do you fly private? And I'm like, I don't. I just fly commercial, you know, because I fly a lot. And like, you should fly private. I'm like, I'm not there yet. My resources aren't there yet. I'm putting everything back into what I do because I just want to expand what I'm doing. And I, I love them for that. And it, But it's just like, Maybe one day, sure, it would be amazing to fly private to go, because I, I, my wife and I travel back and forth between two states every week, you mm-hmm. know, and that's a lot of time and energy and, you know, airports and all the things. But it's like, that's not where I'm at right now. Um, and so I, to me, it's just, I, it's the energy in which we approach it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. I'm like I'm, I, I'm like, know. that is so cool. And thank you for inspiring me to want to go do that. And then also... You know, I want to just, there's such a great feeling when, look, because I was the guy, I was the guy at the restaurant that was like sitting here working my tail off, just trying to like bust tables. And someone gave me 20 bucks one day, came up to me. I remember this said, here, man, this is for you. I see how hard you're working. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't. It's like, please just take it. It was 20 bucks, but it meant everything to me everything to me. I was like, Oh my gosh. And this is like an extra meal for me. And I was just so excited. And it's like being able to bless people's lives because there's two things that I've learned. I want to be so successful that I could do that for people all the time Mm -hmm. because I just want to serve. My intention isn't like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, sure. I want fun. Take my family on vacations and do things. Yeah. And also like becoming becoming in that place where I can literally bless people's lives. And also I know how it feels to be on the receiving end, you know, and it's possible. So I, you know, this, we diverted on the podcast to like being successful and, and building a business structure. But sometimes as an artist, I think we suck at make creating a business structure. So there's, there's a book called, um, Rocket Fuel, which talks about visionaries and integrators, where sometimes people are just visionaries, right? And we're not good at operations and business and charging and doing things like that. But there are people that are, but I've had to learn to like build structure around my life because I realized that the better system that I have, the more that I can grow, the more that I could impact people through stuff like this. And the more that I could impact people through, like if I didn't have two employees or three right now, which they we're growing, I wouldn't be able to do this episode. I wouldn't be able to do this stuff because I was busy trying to work out things and editing videos and doing things like that. But man, like giving yourself permission to be successful, giving yourself permission to be seen, giving yourself permission to bless other people's lives, giving yourself permission to be everything you were born to be is to me, one of the most beautiful things you can do because it's not just for you. It's, It's for all of us. And the world needs more light right now. The world needs more love right now. The world needs more truth and peace and healing right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're a person of peace and love and light because you wouldn't be listening if you weren't. And so we need you to unleash every part of you. And it's not this, you know, we're talking about limitations. Unleash it. Figure out what it it is that's holding you back. What is the belief system that's holding you back from saying, no, you know what? I am going to do this. I am gonna have courage to do this. I'm gonna heal the fears that I have of being judged because I have such a sensitive heart and I want connection. I'm gonna go through these things. I'm gonna resolve all these things because the wor- The truth is the world needs you. You know, I cannot impact Amen. the people, Kim, that you can. It's a different group of people, yeah. right? I go on music festival stages. That's a different conversation, yeah. right? Like all of us are doing these different things in life. and. I feel right now there's a collective calling. I feel like people are starting to feel this calling of like, it's time for me to really step up. I need to really step forward and yeah. be this and be this light. So give yourself permission to be successful, to be a light, to be a leader, and to follow with people that, that lead well. And it's just like all of the above. And I've, I'm, this summer, my breakthrough was, I'm giving myself way more permission to go and do that even more. I haven't been on mm-hmm. social media that much in the last like, couple of weeks. I've just been reevaluating. Okay, well, yeah. how, am I, how do I really want to show up? Because I, again, going back to my, my thing, what's important to me at the end of my life, I want to be able to look, look God or whoever you believe in the eyes and say, Here are all my gifts. I gave it all back. Yeah. Yeah. Put it all on the and table.
0: I think we can bring it full circle, Henry, by saying, you know, success is not what's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. It's 100%. how you love yourself, how you receive the gifts that you've been given, how you just own, you know, with humility, I am here with a purpose. I'm here to make a difference. Success is not what's going to make me feel better. And I think, you know, the work of warriors is all about, you know, debunking this false narrative that you've got to reach the tallest tree and then you will have arrived. And I love what you're saying is that you're saying, give yourself permission to be successful. And then we bring it full circle by saying, and start with you. Start with 100%. taking care of you, yes. so that you can bring your gifts into the world. So yeah. that we don't lose you. So that you don't burn out. Because Amen. when you, when artists are well, everybody wins.
1: One hundred percent. You know, a my biggest
0: pain point is celebrity suicide because it, I, of that false narrative.
1: I, I work with a lot of artists and celebrities and people that people would call successful. Mm-hmm. And when I say the word success, thank you for saying that and clarifying. Success isn't mon- just monetary. Yeah. There's it's no success. Fame. If you yeah. lose your soul and your family, it's not called success to me. No. You know, um, if I lose my connection spiritually, it's not success to me. If I lose, you know, my faith, if I lose my emotional wellness or mental health, it's absolutely not success for me. If I, if I, you know, um, I'm not building myself up. It's not success for me. Who am I becoming by working at what I do? And there was one guy that I was, we were sitting on a couch and he was like, man, it's crazy. This is when I was like, had nothing. And I was doing a lot of the inner work and, you know, being an artist, I was being a real artist, you know, but I was, I was finding my rhythm and just being like, okay, I'm just going to just, you know, doing this inner healing work. And the guy looks at me and, you know, he's like, you know what's crazy, Henry? He goes, you're happier than me. And he goes, and I'm living on the beach. I just wrote my daughter a million dollar check for her for 18th birthday. I bought my other daughter a Ferrari. And he goes, I'm sitting here. And he goes, you literally probably have enough just to eat food and go. And he goes, you are so much happier than me. He goes, isn't it crazy that, isn't that crazy? And I'm like, yeah. That's freaking wild, you know? And so I never wanna lose my soul toward going for success because to me, abundance success is nothing without without your heart and without your spirit and without your emotions. And so um, making it practical, like I I went off on so many random rants. I just go with my heart and just randomly go off on these like little tangents and Mm -hmm. come back to the world. Um, (laughs) Being an artist that I am, right? Um, I, that's why I love I will,
0: podcasts. Like just yeah. sit down and have coffee and yeah, it's just, just authentic. Chat.
1: Yeah. And, and whoever's listening, man, I'll just go back to this. Cause this is the fundamental thing. Be kind to yourself where you're at. Yeah. You know, yeah, I said, be successful. Give yourself permission. You're like, yeah, but I don't give myself permission. It's like build, rebuild that relationship with yourself. I don't know Kim very well, but guess what? After this, I know her better than I did before. Cause we spent time. We had a conversation So spend quality time with yourself. How do you speak with yourself? How do you treat yourself? Do you listen to your body? Do you listen to yourself? Are you, you know, how do you build a relationship with anybody? And so just honor yourself, honor your heart, honor your soul, honor what's important to you and never compromise it. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's ways you could be productive and ways you could do more of these things. but pushing hitting the gas on a car whose engine has not been taken care of i don't care how sexy the car looks Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's a lamborghini Mm -hmm. if you have not taken care of your engine your heart your spirit you can hit the gas eventually you'll you'll overheat and so take care of the engine it's the part that nobody else sees it's under the hood yeah that's the thing that's going to make you just drive and be able to roll down the windows and enjoy your life. And some of you right now may be having a really difficult time and being like, well, where do I start? And if you're listening to this, it's a great start. Surrounding yourself with things like this and you know, podcasts that lift you, that edify you. Um, and, and
0: unfollowing and stop listening to anything that makes you <laughs> feel bad. Yeah.
1: Be hyper aware of your yes. emotions. i like, every time I'm around that, it's like, I have a TEDx talk on boundaries and go listen to that. Like, what yeah. are things that you want to bring closer to you? What are things you want to bring further away? But be gentle with yourself. And I promise you this, no matter where you are, there's hope. You're talking to a guy that pretty much felt like he lost everything at one point. I mean, I, I can go on with all my stories. But I, when you ask me, going back to the, the, the first question, which we can end with this, is like, what helps me stay, I mean, I, it's funny when I'm not saying I'm humble, like, what helps you stay, keep more humility in your life and, and, and gratitude in your life? It's because I know what it feels like to be in the dirt. I know what it feels like to wrestle in the mud for life, just to feel like I need to breathe just to feel like I need to make it another day, not wondering where my next meal may come from or how I'm going to pay for whatever or anything like that. Like there is hope and there are principles that help you. And it starts with genuine, loving self-awareness, compassionate curiosity. What do you need right now? What's the next simple step for you? Go get it. Go get support. Go ask friends. Don't do this by yourself. Don't be a Lone Ranger. And um. And whatever it is that you need, just go go get, take the first step. And I promise you, and there's a lot you can get done in a few years. And I'll end with this quote. Tony Robbins says, we overestimate what we could do in a week, but we underestimate what we can do in a few years. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: Thank you for that. This has been a wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful that you made the time to, to make this happen and to be here and to share so much of your experience. I could see having multiple conversations. I hope that, you know, there's a time I can, you know, have coffee with you in Utah sometime. Um, I said to my husband this morning, I said, oh, the guy I'm talking to today spends half of his time in utah and he goes i feel like i do too <laughs> but he doesn't live yeah. there <laughs> so, I know. Um, but henry you have a ted talk you have a music festival you do coaching you do speaking and you have a podcast what, what is the best way for people to find you being in your presence i really believe when people engage with your content it's going to make a difference and so how can people find
1: you thank what's you the so best much. way to find you thank you you know um I'm on all the social channels like Henry Amar, H E N R Y A M A R on Instagram um or my podcast is called Making It Happen with Henry Amar. You know, a lot of the solo episodes talk a lot about the emotional stuff we we're talking about. So, you know, if you ever want to dive into some of the emotional mastery or being able to how do you regulate your emotions or how do you begin to resolve the the past, you know, whether traumas or belief systems and things like that, um Making It Happen with Henry Ammar or, you know, on, I'm, I'm going to revamp my YouTube channel over the next few weeks and, and do some stuff there. So, you know, wherever I'm kind of all over, I do my best to be as present as I can be to offer as much as I can, but I'm really grateful that you've had me on here. Thank you for the good that you do in the world. And if you're listening to this point, you're friggin' rad because this is an almost an hour long and it just says so much about you listening. So that's awesome. <laughs> i am
0: showing up everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Henry.
1: Thank you so much.